0: Everyone, and welcome back to our final episode of this season for the Rise and Glide podcast brought to you by Paddle Logger. I am joined here by my co-host Holly Pie, and uh, I'm Maddie LeBlanc and we're kind of super stoked to actually just wrap up the season and talk about kind of our favorite conversations and a lot about what Holly and I learned. Um, but first and foremost, Holly, how has your how has your week been? How are you doing today? Hey,
1: Maddie, so good to see you again. I cannot believe how quickly this season has gone. Um, I mean, it's not the end of the season in terms of paddling, but it's the end of the season in terms of rise and glide. Um, I have had such a crazy week this week. Um, and yeah, lots of paddling, lots of working, lots of rushing around left, right and centre. How about you? How has your week been?
0: Yeah, my week's been really good as well. Um, uh, my family and I, we got a new puppy, so I'm taking care of him as I literally <laughs> watched him just run by me. I don't know if you saw him on my screen run down the stairs. Um, so he's been a handful, but like super fun and uh yeah just training consistently i'm getting ready for worlds in thailand just like you are um in a couple months so it's been nice to kind of just put my head down and and focus on that for the next little bit yeah
1: no i've seen some of the work you've been doing it looks super cool and um yeah i'm also excited to go to thailand but before that i have uh the isas in france next week which is crazy um and yeah i know and then a couple of weeks later the europeans in uh, portugal which i'm really excited for but i haven't booked a single thing yet i haven't booked travel i haven't booked accommodation i haven't even entered i don't think so i have like loads to do that's my plan for this weekend uh is to get my life in order but anyway enough about our training and our paddling this podcast is not just about us um it's about yeah all of our favorite guests and uh, some really special moments that we had throughout the last 10 episodes well yeah 10 interviews um that we've been been doing with people so um i want to like take us back to the very first episode that we released with matthew from total sap actually something that really stood out to me and this was ages ago now was when he talked to us about how the very first time he went paddling he caught a wave and he just threw his hands up in the air and like couldn't believe it because it was so cool like that's such a special moment isn't it that's something that you have to I guess save
0: forever as a forever moment (laughs) that's right I I loved learning about Matthew's story and how he got into stand-up paddleboarding and and I think having him as kind of like our first guest for the podcast was really a great way to kick off um, celebrating the sport of SUP and why we love it so much. And not just from a competitive or an athletic standpoint from, from a point of just pure love and joy and having fun on the water. And that's, that's what Matthew, I think embodied. And so I, I agree with you. Like, I really enjoyed having that conversation with him and yeah i i I think that was a great way to to kick off the season for sure yeah
1: absolutely and i guess if anyone wants to kind of follow the the next few races um they can probably do that through total sap i'm sure he's going to be at some really cool events over the next few weeks when we are busy training and paddling and not recording (laughs) were there any other kind of special moments or um yeah really good memories you've got from the last few episodes maddie
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, after Matthew, I know we talked to Anthony Bela, and I definitely have a very deep and special heartfelt connection with him. Um, And it was just an honor to kind of like hear his story as well and how he kind of transitioned from being an an ocean athlete and a waterman like his whole life, but then finding paddling and, and taking it to this like really high uh, performance level and how now just his goal in life is to share that with other people and also get people to just really find passion and love and stoke in the water so I would probably say Anthony was like one of my most favorite conversations that we had just because I know him so well and and he speaks so well so I definitely highly recommend like if people haven't had a chance to listen to that episode yet definitely they should go back and and have a listen but I'm I'm curious too for you as well, Holly. Like, what was maybe one of your uh, favorite moments as well that we had this season? With, with someone that we got to talk to. Oh my
1: gosh, there's been so many I think every single episode that we did I uh I've taken something away from. Like I actually really enjoyed that conversation with Anthony as well. I think that was one of my favorites. Um and I just need to get over to California. Maybe next time, when you're there, I'm so up for coming and I really want to come training with you guys. I think it'd be such a great place to paddle. His enthusiasm for the sport is just infectious. But I also enjoyed I found really interesting our conversation with Caroline I learned so much um, and found her story really really inspiring about paddling as somebody who is deaf and who struggles to hear without her implants Um, I really enjoyed speaking with Adya I learned a lot there as well about kind of her paddling background and how hard she's worked to encourage so many people into the sport i think that's incredible and she's just continuing to do i'm following people of color paddle on instagram and you know most days there's updates and she posts so much like informative stuff as well to anyone it's not just about the sessions um so that's definitely you know a group to keep an eye on um our chat with sarah that was one of the early ones as well it feels like so long ago now um our chat with sarah perkins (laughs) It yeah, yeah, like I just had no idea. I guess how useful a stand-up paddleboard could be in in research and uh, in science. I guess that was also quite cool. I've just basically all of these uh, conversations we've been having. I've taken each. Of, sorry, <laughs> I've come away from each of the. <laughs> I've come away from each of them just like, oh my gosh, I need to go and do that myself. You know, I've come away from chatting with Sarah, like, okay, I'm gonna get into this, it sounds amazing. Like, I'd love to spend my days doing that, like she does. And then I chat to Anthony and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go to California and paddle with him. And then I go and speak to someone else and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to do that. I'm just like, I found it really encouraging and really motivating chatting with everyone this season. I don't know about you, I'm sure you have to.
0: oh my goodness you know what I think it's actually so funny that you say that because I totally felt the exact same way like every single person that we got to talk to was so unique and so special and sharing their stories definitely inspired me and like opened my eyes to a new perspective of the sport because I think like you know you and me were very like high performance stand-up paddling athletes but then when you talk to Sarah, who's like a biologist and, and then, and then you talk to Bella who like rode across two oceans, like you, you kind of see this other side that maybe you never did before. at least I know I never had kind of seen before. And, and it opens your eyes to this new kind of perspective that I don't think I would have had otherwise if we didn't talk to them. And it definitely made me feel like I wanted to go out and do what they did. So I, I agree with you too. Like, I definitely think, you know, later on in in my paddling life, if there's a day where I want to get back into the world of academia and research, I'll probably be like Sarah and take my paddleboard to collect some data. Um, if I ever want to do anything super intense and like challenging, maybe, Hey, maybe I will row across an ocean too one day. Like who knows? Like, I, I think, um, I learned so much from everyone just like yourself and, it was very special to have those conversations
1: with everyone. Yeah, no, for sure. It's actually made me take a step back as well and reflect, I think, after each conversation and being like, how cool is this that we... Stand-up paddling has taken us to not just cool places like physical locations, but also just meeting these amazing people. I think back to kind of when I started paddling and, um, and kind of the person that I was then and the person that i am now and how much i've changed and i think that's probably the same for all of us you know we all have a story to tell um and sport hobbies interests the the seaside these things can take you to some amazing places and uh you know meeting these cool people it's been really really inspiring i've enjoyed every minute of it um i can see your dog in the background he's so sweet he's so cute what's (laughs) his name
0: i know his name's leo i just had to move him though out of out of the bedroom he tries to steal my shorts (laughs) he loves clothing so oh had to get him out of there leo
1: you're gonna have to take him paddling sorry
0: I'm gonna have to take him paddling. That's right. Honestly, he—you know what? He's an adventurous dog. I definitely see him <laughs> coming on the paddleboard with me at some point. Which I can't remember if we had a conversation with someone about like bringing their dog not
1: really on We briefly spoke to Caroline about it because obviously she has a hearing dog guide, and I was like, "Oh, do you take him on the paddleboard?" And then she was like, "No." no he gets bored and I was like okay fair enough (laughs) Uh,
0: that's right that's right I was gonna say I remember we had a conversation about a dog um, at some point on the podcast although actually maybe that's That's something
1: Do, do we speak to John about it like I can't remember but I know that I mean John Hibbard of Red Paddle Co when we chatted to him he was talking about Red Originals I'm sure they have like doggy life jackets or something I'm probably completely wrong and I've just made that up but I'm sure they must have some kind of dog <laughs> accessories
0: <laughs> no you know it's actually funny Holly they do and I can prove it because I actually have a red paddle coat life jacket for my other golden retriever, Luna who's uh chilling with Leo right now But yeah, yeah, the Red Paddle Code does make them. They're the cutest things ever, actually. They're really cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was a cool story too, actually, yeah, wasn't it? I mean, John Hibbard going from somebody who didn't even think about stand-up paddling. It wasn't his, you know, primary sport. He was a competitive windsurfer, traveling the world, doing really cool things, winning competitions, who then one day decided to get into the development and the production of some really good stand-up awards, I mean, that is a career change, but um, I don't think he's looked back since. I think it's been a, a really good mood, move for him, but also for the industry as a whole. It's really pushed, I think, innovation of all brands. It's pushed the abilities of lots of people as well. And yeah, it's great equipment.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I totally agree with you. I think talking to John was very unique because of his innovation and his design and like his creativity of changing the perspective of his, his own sport and knowing like, okay, this was my own athletic career. That's like kind of starting to slow down and I need to change my life and go in this new direction. So how am I going to do that? And the way that red kind of came along for him just sounded so natural and so much fun and I, I kind of hope to be like John one day, honestly, like going back and listening to his episode, I was like, wow, like I want to be like you <laughs> when I get older. Like, you know, when I'm kind of done my athletic career too, I definitely want to like find something that, that lights me up and makes me very passionate about going to work. And he, like he even said, he doesn't view his job like as work. Cause he just loves what he does so much. And, and I think, that showcases very well in the brand, like because the products are so good and um, they're very well made and well done. I, I think it just goes to show, like his hard work has paid yeah. off. So some some yeah,
1: I really like talking to me John. too. Something that stood out for me actually with John was when he was talking about some of Red Paddle Co's greatest achievements, it wasn't like, oh, we've sold this many boards or oh, we've made this much money. He was like, you know, we employ this many staff you know they all have lives and families and things they like to do in their spare time and we're helping them do that you know we are supporting the lives of these families and not just the people in you know their office but people all over the world people like yourself in working sometimes in a surf shop um who sell red paddle coat you know they help to support the shop They help to support you you help to support them It is it helps the world go around doesn't it
0: Yes, it truly does. And I think that's just what I love about stand up paddling so much. Man, I'm so biased, (laughs) but (laughs) it not only supports people's like livelihoods, it supports people's well being, right? And and I think, you know, when I think about Adia's episode, um, that to me felt really cool too that like that's what stand-up paddling can do as well like it can empower communities and give people voices and change the world on a higher kind of scale like a different level and uh yeah I think it's just so cool eh like did you find talking to Adia as well that you like learned things that you just didn't know before like that's how I thought. Things (laughs) that I
1: hadn't even really thought about and also like I was quite sad to hear some things that I assumed our paddling community wouldn't do but there are people in every space who are not very nice um which is a shame but you know that we spoke to Adia about the ripple effect and kind of how you know she's coached thousands of people probably and hopefully they're going on to also inspire thousands of people and how if her one friend when she was back living in I think it was in Stockholm um, if her one friend hadn't introduced her to paddling you know she wouldn't have then gone on to coach those thousands of people and there would be thousands of people who had never tried it or maybe they'd had a different experience with a different coach and they didn't enjoy it so much and it's you know, one person's impact is massive. I think that's kind of what I took from Adya. It's, you don't realise it at the time, but your impact can be huge. And I hope that with the stories from this podcast, some of the people listening have taken away new ideas that they didn't think about before, or, you know, stories that they've then taken home with them or taken to work or taken on the water or discussed with families and friends. And, you know, everyone has... An impact I guess and I hope that that's positive (laughs) but in the water sports world I think that's what's nice about paddling as well I was gonna say you know it's not an elite sport there are elite sections of the sport but you don't have to be good to start anyone can do it at any level for any reason you know you mentioned about well-being it's not a sport that you have to learn how to do necessarily yes there is an aspect of learning how to do it but you can also just get on a board and mess about and have fun fall in do whatever you want treat it as a beach toy or a lilo and you know just go swimming whilst attached to it um or you can race it at the highest level or you can go and surf it or you can use it to do expeditions and in Sarah's case, research. <laughs> there's there's so many uses for one stand-up paddleboard, and I think that's what's so great about our sport.
0: <laughs> I I think what you said is very impactful. It's very empowering, and it's very important, too. I, I definitely think and hope that everybody who did get to listen to the podcast this season um, felt the same way, like learned something new, learned kind of how the sport Has evolved, has changed over time, from everyone's perspective, right? Whether you're an activist, an environmentalist, an athlete, like I, I hope everybody learned something and took away something valuable, and and looks forward to maybe a potential season two, (laughs) if uh, if that's what the people want. Like, let us know, you know, send us a DM or uh, comment. below where comments are allowed on uh, <laughs> on Instagram and Facebook and on social media because yeah I think uh there's some pretty other exciting people I still really want to talk to that I think would be really yeah, cool yeah me too
1: I'm super excited for what's to come I think there's you know we've we've spoken to some amazing people but there's plenty more amazing people out there who we still need to get their story and figure out kind of what lights them up and why they're doing it and yeah, I guess, share their impact too. I mean, we spoke to Michael Booth. That was also a really cool episode. We didn't plan to, but we actually spoke, we ended up speaking quite a lot about the kind of mental resilience side of racing and uh, how he, I guess, just trains himself to stay calm in stressful situations, which uh, is applicable in lots of areas of life, isn't it?
0: Yes, absolutely. I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation because, you know, I think a lot of people know Michael Booth's story, you know, like how he's got into the sport and they know of his accomplishments and he's done really well. But I feel like the conversation that we were very privileged to have with him was was that mental resilience piece. Like how, how do you approach training and life in, in general when when things get hard? And you know, we even were just talking about it now before recording, like how you know you're balancing your work and your training life, and how some days you know one has to take priority over the other, or vice versa. And yeah, I think that was really cool that Michael Booth like taught us a lot about how how he takes it to an a, an elite professional level.
1: Yeah, and actually, both of our final couple of episodes as well with both Emily evans and bella collins they were on a similar kind of tangent i think we spoke a lot about just pushing through the hard times and that the mental side of racing kind of staying mindful of your moments and um yeah i think just taking away those pieces that are good for the brain (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it with that
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we got to talk to some very, very, very powerful women uh, with uh, Emily and Bella. and very much, yeah, I feel like that high performance level athlete like like Michael Booth, but also women who have like changed their course in life, like paddling isn't their like primary focus now, but it's something that still means a lot to them and carries with them and taught them a lot about how to kind of move forward in their lives and and how you know up and coming athletes like like you and me as well can can learn from their journeys and their experiences and what they've gone through so yeah i'm actually really i feel very lucky yeah i'm actually really interested on that note to
1: find out what you've taken away from this in terms of you know those final few conversations where i spoke with emily about like visualization and pre-race routines how she prepares for a race in the days before but also in the hours and the minutes before a race. Do you do any kind of special uh, routines or mental warm-ups or what's your kind of pre-racing or pre-training uh, routine like?
0: Yeah definitely I I enjoyed listening to Emily's episode because I found actually a lot of very similar qualities in, in what I do before a race, or even just before a training session, like, I usually always do uh, three things. So the very first thing is I set intentions for my session or my race. So whatever it is, I kind of tell myself, okay, what do I want to achieve out of this? Like, if it's a training session, like, what do I want to be able to accomplish in this session? And sometimes it's literally just completing it. Like there's days where I'm so tired. And I just tell myself, okay, I just want to finish the session today um or if it's a race then I'm like okay this is my goal I want to win or I want to maybe not fall off my board in these conditions or whatever like I just I pick a an intention and I set that intention and then uh the second thing I do is I visualize Leo <laughs> <laughs> Sorry this one <laughs> cuz I was like I don't know how much the mic is going to pick up at that point um so then the second thing I do is uh, I, I visualize, then I visualize my intention and what I want to get out of it. So say if it's again, like my goal is to win the race, like that's the intention I set. I'll like actually close my eyes and I'll sit on the beach for a minute and I'll picture myself like running across the finish line first. Like I actually kind of think to myself, this is what I want to do and see it happen and just kind of keep playing it over and over and over again until the race kind of gets closer and then I actually have to go and do my physical warm up and then just before I go out to do my physical warm up I uh take a moment of gratitude and I say like thank you to the universe thank you to my friends and my family that have allowed me to be like where I am right now in this moment being able to go paddle and 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 enjoy so yeah that's that's kind of a bit about what I do and I guess I'm curious to know as well for you too, Holly. Like, do you do you do anything similar, as well, or like, did you learn kind of from Emily? Maybe some things that you want to implement in your own training. Yeah, I, I guess sometimes I do this better than others. Like, all of the
1: scientific backing is there that it works, and you know people's experience as well. Um, I'm getting better at doing it I would say like I never really used to and then um I kind of struggle I think with visualization I guess it takes practice um but I definitely do it with skills like turns my turns are my weakness (laughs) my step back turns um and definitely I agree that like if you're confident and you see yourself doing it well um and you tell yourself you're gonna do it well then you probably do do it well and if you're worried about it and you're seeing yourself fail then you're gonna fail so i do i do get it um but i don't really have a routine i think in like ahead of a race um definitely i'm paying much more attention this year to the purpose of my training sessions so um on my training plan I might have like a particular workout and instead of just going and doing it I'm like okay why am I doing this today like what is it that I'm trying to achieve am I trying to improve my endurance am I trying to get super fast am I trying to work on my starts am I trying to practice sprints or is this to help with technical racing um and I guess with that in my head I kind of put more into the session um so yeah I'm working on it I think and hearing cool stories like Emily's help to help me to implement it I think and give me the uh, the reason to go and practice it but uh there's definitely some cool people who we could definitely chat to in the future with even more on that
0: <laughs> yeah definitely I I agree with you as well like visualization like it is kind of one of those things I have found to take a really long time to like actually implement and to like do really well because I know there's moments where, especially too, before a race, like, you know, I know a lot of people at the event and so you're having like these feel good moments and saying hi to everyone and you're like, ah, oh, you know, and sometimes it it's like meditating, right? It takes a minute to actually just be able to like sit down and like focus and like tell yourself, okay, like this is what I want to like, see in my head and actually implement it and yeah i i think we could probably talk to like a few other athletes or definitely other paddlers like in future episodes that have also found different techniques that work for them uh before a race or before a paddle and paddling with purpose that allows them to have either like a really good session or a really good race but yeah practice makes perfect with with all of that and i think that's definitely what i learned through emily's episode for sure yeah. it's like I think just the more you do it and the more you you at least try it doesn't have to be perfect uh the better your probably outcome will yeah. be yeah
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do that later because I have a session to do this evening I am shattered I have been manic busy all, all week and all day since the minute since 5 30 this morning and uh, I need to go out training in a minute and it's a really hard session it's like one of my hardest all week and um I'm not gonna skip it so I'm gonna visualize myself completing it and that's gonna help me complete it because the feeling of having done it, going to bed tonight will be better than the feeling of skipping it and uh, just having some dinner and chilling out instead.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I know it's sometimes it's those days that feel the hardest, but uh, those days are also the days where like, I come back from a session and I'm just like, so happy I did it. I'm like oh my goodness yes like you know it's so rewarding so yeah you're gonna
1: have so much fun and I believe in you (laughs) (laughs) oh thanks Maddie I mean I think the biggest thank you for this whole season has got to go to Paddle Logger they've sponsored this podcast and they have an award-winning app for stand-up paddleboarding. you can track all your sessions there's built-in safety features there's so much cool stuff on um on the app so head to the App Store and download Paddle Logger, please you can also download it on Apple watch as well the two work together um, and there's loads of cool things on there so yeah definitely go and download that that would mean a lot to us and let us know what you think um, and also to Ali from hands for feet he's done all of our artwork for the merch uh, which you can find on the paddlelogger.com website you can buy a t-shirt with Rise and glide on which is super cool i've got
0: mine here <laughs> You yeah, looking good holly looking not that good. anyone else can see it right now <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh i want to thank you as well maddie thank you so much for your time it's been great to chat with you and get to know you a lot better as well as all of our guests
0: oh uh, well honestly holly same to you it's been such an honor and a pleasure to Like interview everybody with you and get to know you so much more too on a personal level and just really spend a lot of time with some really cool people like I'm honored that um you know you you got to share your love and your passion and your stoke as well like you always asked really good questions and and I think that's what allowed us to have such good quality uh results in in our guests and uh and I hope for our listeners that's that's why they kept coming back. You know, you, you kept wanting to listen to Holly <laughs> and I and, uh, and our guests. So, we, we do really appreciate everyone's love and support, and most especially Paddle Logger, um, which definitely has the coolest merch ever. Uh, I'm not wearing my shirt right now because I came back from a run and I'm like really sweaty, but I'm putting it on after this when I take my shower. <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty dang cool. I love repping it around town. So, You guys can totally head on over uh, to the store as well to get your own Rise and Glide merch. If you love the podcast and want to keep supporting the podcast. And, uh, yeah, feel free. Send us some messages. We want to know who you want to hear. Do you want a season two? Do you want to keep listening to Holly and I? Uh, Please let us know. Leave us a rating as well. We would love to know how much you enjoyed uh, this series and if we should do a future one. Yeah. Thank you so much, Holly. One of the most
1: helpful things if you do want any future episodes is to subscribe to this podcast. You can do that on this app. And uh, leave us a rating as well. I mean, if nobody subscribes, then um, we're probably going to assume that no one wants any more. <laughs> Whereas if lots of people tell us they want more, then we can do more. And please do send us your pictures in your new Rise and Glide t-shirts. Uh, we want to see them. So, yeah, send us a DM. And... Um, Take a cool picture. Maybe you could wear it whilst paddling. That would be even better. And uh, we can share that on the Paddlelogger Instagram as well then. That would be the best.
0: <laughs> yeah, tag us, guys. Let us know. We want to see the love. We want to spread the love. So, yeah. Hit us uh, up.
1: <laughs> I still can't believe this season's come to a close. We've had yeah 10 really cool episodes over 10 really cool weeks and we're going to take a little break now just so that Maddie and I can focus on our own paddling and our own racing um, with some really important events coming up and we're hoping to get back to it as soon as we can afterwards so yeah we hope you've enjoyed this whole season as much as we've enjoyed recording it um and we'll maybe see you next time if there is a next time let us know (laughs)
0: Rising Glide is brought to you by the team behind Paddle Logger. Get more from your paddling with the Paddle Logger app. Find it on the Apple App Store today.